Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. The, I am your host, Michael Ford, joined by my co-host, Kialisi herself. Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> and joined by our unofficial third co-host, the, I suppose, formerly adorable one, but now Martine Lantern. Um, he adorable of, Martine Lantern? <laughs> you know, uh, representing the DC universe and, and is in the power ring. Uh, what have what have you got for us, Martin? I mean, not really much. I'm just here to enjoy the ride, you know. All right, you got a no no new constructs? No, no, not right now. My bad. My my ring is charging. I understand. I mean, you know, DC Universe doesn't DC doesn't have you in rotation right now, so you're probably you're probably in slack mode more so than than the average Green Lantern. But yeah. you know, hopefully, big things will happen in in the, in the coming season in the coming season of the world of Green in, in the future state, as it were, um, <laughs> or infinite frontier. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, if this is your first show, uh, I apologize, but, uh, we're going to take you on a ride of drafting, uh, changing the complexion of the comic book universe, as they say. And, um, you know, we're going to be doing that by making our, you know, it's going, back. it's fun. <laughs> We're going to be taking uh, characters that may have traditionally been white and making them something else, and characters that are traditionally something else, boo, making them white. Um, You know, it happens. It happens occasionally. Um, And, uh, you know, as we say, as as we also say say on the show, all things are possible. But um, it's already over. But hopefully, uh, you know, some of those possibilities are entertaining and um, hopefully they'll be entertaining for you this week. But before we jump into the draft business, I think we'll talk about a little bit of, uh, you know, there haven't been, hasn't been a lot that happened in the world of entertainment, uh, nerd entertainment specifically. But I have a couple stories and, you know, hopefully we'll we'll talk about it and get your and you know, get your thoughts. Um, Marvel. Uh, they are currently going through their season of WandaVision on Disney Plus, but they additionally are, you know, have a lot of product projects in development. I think, I think eleven projects in development, um, and one of these projects uh, we have our friends at the Illuminati um, unearthed this through their sources that uh, there's going to be a project based around the character Nova. Now, one thing about Nova, Key, are you aware of the character Nova? Of course. Okay. Well, one thing about Nova is that there actually are multiple Novas. Uh, there's, a, you know, not not terribly different from from the Green Lantern Corps in that there is a Nova Corps. There's a group of people who uh, don the, the costume and uh, get a certain um, vaguely defined cosmic power set as a member of Nova. One of the more popular Novas, though, is a... Uh, a character that we affectionately refer to as Dick Ryder, but uh, his full name is Richard Ryder. Um, and uh, 
you know, he's a, he's, a, he's generally a contemporary of, of Peter Parker um, in, in most tellings. Um, he's a young guy who gets this, this access to this power and gets inducted into this, into this group. Um, and he goes through a whole, a whole personal journey um, that involves uh, saving the universe, as you do. You know, you save the universe. Um, there's also, uh, uh, in recent years, there's been a newer character named Sam Alexander, who uh, has taken also has taken up the Nova persona. Now he's a little younger. He's actually more of a contemporary of uh, Kamala Khan and Miles Morales and sort of the younger groups. He's part of the um, Champions group. Uh, so there's no word yet on whether this Nova project is going to be based around uh, Richard Ryder or Sam Alexander. And I, I know there are people – I wouldn't say there are a lot of Sam Alexander fans, but there are a lot of people who are Champions fans, and they recognize that Sam Alexander is a big uh, part of that. Um, Martin, do you have any thoughts about the different Novas? Um, I mean – Generally, I do find myself like I have more I have more knowledge about Richard Ryder than Sam. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know as much about Sam, um, but uh, it would be very interesting to see which one they go with or if they go with both, especially because, like you said, you know, Richard is mostly a contemporary of Peter, but Peter's still fairly young. Right. Uh, Sam is also a contemporary of Kamala, and we're going to see Kamala. And she's like a little younger than Peter. So uh, if we see uh, if we see Richard, where he's definitely going to be like older, mm -hmm. going to be like twenties, thirties, or something, maybe even forties. Yeah, you see, I I don't think they I don't think even in the comics they've had uh, Richard Ryder hit his forties yet. So that would be a radical departure. I could definitely see them going with like a big brother, little brother vibe. Of, you know, especially if they do something similar with Spider-Man and Miles Morales, you know, of having, you know, a 20-something Richard Ryder um, and then, you know, a teenager uh, in Sam Alexander that comes along. And, you know, this guy who's not even that far into into being a Nova has to mentor another Nova. I you agree, Michael. <laughs> but um you know we'll, we'll we'll keep it posted we'll 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 stay we'll stay tuned on how these rumors take shape it's not you know it's not big news yet it's just um there have been a lot of people involved on the creative side of marvel who have talked about wanting to do, bring nova to the universe so it's not really surprising that there's a project in the works but that was a you know story that kind of broke over the week and wanted to know what you, you guys thoughts on it that brings us to another of the of the news stories which is a little bit less of on the uh on the rumor side and more on the confirmed side uh sony pictures those people who uh make movies that are adjacent to the mcu but not quite in the mcu uh they're working on a project in their uh universe of marvel characters as they call it and um not to be confused with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, UMC, not MCU. Um, but um, they're working on, in addition, you know, they have the, they have Venom uh, sequel that's coming out. There's a Morbius movie that's supposed to be coming out this year. And um, they're in development for a project based around, wait for it, Dusk. Wait, I should have said it more dramatically. Dusk. Are you overwhelmed by the news, Kia, about Dusk coming to films? Yeah, no. 
What about you, Martin? Uh, not really. I don't know much about Dusk. So it's hard to really feel excited for something you don't know about. Yeah, I'm, I am um, less excited than either of you um, about the, the introduction of Dusk. Wow, so, that's saying something. Yeah, but, but you know, who, the only I only remember there being there being one dusk for about a week, and it was a persona that Peter Parker used. It was, imagine my surprise finding out that there were other characters who used this dusk persona. Um, so, Sony doing Sony things. They're going to bring an obscure character to the to the screen allegedly. Um, because they will never give up their Spider-Man and Spider-Man Universe license, so more power to them. Uh, I can I'm feeling pretty confident that um, Dusk won't be drafted this year. Um, never know. That's true. Uh, people do make bold choices here in the racial draft, but uh, we have the black team. Ooh, is well, oh, but they would be drafting like the concept of Dusk, I think, before they draft a character named Dusk, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Dusk, And, you know, Dusk does wear all black, so, you know, that's a thing. Okay. So do most um, women in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and the final bit of uh, nerd news is that uh, the television or I guess streaming series at this point, the streaming series uh, Titans uh, will be bringing Barbara Gordon, uh, AKA Batgirl, AKA Oracle um, to their series. And they have cast an actress, uh, Savannah Welch. Uh, Kia, are you familiar with Savannah Welch? No, who is she? I don't know. She is, uh, she was in the movie Boyhood that means nothing to me. I did not see, so I will have to Google her. Um, she was born in 1984, and she has oh, appeared. She's old. She has appeared in Boyhood. <laughs> you said that. Oh yeah. I know. I'm looking at other things that I might have heard of, and. Uh, there are a whole lot of things on the Wikipedia that don't have links. I'm on our IMDb and I've never seen any of this stuff. Yeah, so more power. Before so good, good for her. She did a, she, you know, she was in Tree of Life. Um, oh, that one. You know, directed by Terrence Malick. Uh, Boyhood, directed by Richard Linklater. Uh, Song to Song, directed by Terrence Malick. So it feels like she's, you know, she's from a lot she's of like. Nobody. She plays the guitar and the mandolin. Uh, I feel like she's artsy. She's probably artsy. So uh, she's an artsy girl that's going to be playing Barbara Gordon. Okay. Age-wise, though, the fact that she's in her 30s playing Barbara Gordon, it's going to be an interesting take. Aren't most of the Titans supposed to be like young adults slash teens? I mean... Uh, Beastful and Raven, I believe, are teens. Donna, uh, Starfire, appearance-wise, and then Dick are, like, in their 20s, I think. Okay. Yeah. 
But uh, I mean, how you said she was born in eighty four. Yeah, so, so she's thirty six. I mean, well, typically speaking, Barbara has been like depicted as slightly older than Dick sometimes. So um, if he's like late twenties, she could very easily just be early thirties, like barely thirty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, based on her picture, she looks like she could play. She looks like she could play thirty, maybe even twenty-nine. So, we'll see. On the cut. Wow! Did there. you just did you just judge a woman based on her face and say like what age group she can actually play? Really, Mike? Really? Um, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because <laughs> you know, a big part of acting, <laughs> a big part of acting is is being able to be. Uh, Credible. Oh, in, in and, yes, and as a man, you are the best judge of that, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I mm-hmm. I just Parkey, gave my. You want to say something too? Hmm? Or are you gonna just let Mike, you know, put his foot in his mouth? I was just checking out how old Brendan Thwaites is, and he's thirty-one. So yeah, he's about you didn't five say anything younger. about him, did you, Mike? No, because like he's five years younger. So yeah, if they want to keep it like a similar like gap in the ages. Yeah, if he's like 26, 27, then she's like 31, 32, Barbara. So I'm just going based off of like the actor's actual ages and like logistically speaking. Yeah, and I was I was more going by like the characters. I generally I think of the characters as no more than like two years apart, really. Yeah. But you know, adaptations, you can do a little different every now and then. Yeah, that's true. Well, like I said, I uh, I have not yet started tar- Titans, so I don't, you know, have a strong opinion about whether she's going to seamlessly fit into the show, but but I'll let you know if I do. All yeah, right. Please let us know. Our, we are joined by a special guest, though. Hello. Hello. Who is that? I am the uh, evil corporation member of the uh, the white delegation. Oh my uh. God, Gordon! <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys. Yes. Hey, we... Gordon. Hello. How are we doing tonight? We're doing pretty good. Yeah. We're doing pretty good. We um. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you pretty well. Um, cool. You know, we were just we were just covering uh, a couple of couple of uh, news stories, not big news, just you know, little things, little castings and uh, rumored projects. But we're just about to dive into our our racial draft business. So you, Look at you that. came. My timing is impeccable. Your timing is impeccable. You see, n- the lack of CP time comes into play yet again. <laughs> so Listen, I was. I was- I was scheduled to be in as I am a wor- I'm a working man. I'm at work right now. Wow. Look Where at are this. you working, Gordy? Uh, uh, somewhere that's not fun. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> last, last thing I want is 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 any is uh anything getting back to my employers that I am uh working real hard right now. All right. Fair fair enough. Your secrets fair. are safe with us and our. 11 followers. Um, <laughs> there's more There's more than that. I saw America Chavez get like 100 votes. <laughs> <laughs> jumping ahead, jumping ahead. All right. <laughs> so 
so let's let's do this. Let's dive in to the seventh round of the racial draft, which started out strong with the East Southeast Asian delegation who came through strong drafting the fourth member of the Fantastic Four. They're now all all Asian now. Ben Grimm, Chinese Ben Grimm. And uh, so what were you, I mean, I'm going to jump into the wiki in just a second, but what were you guys' initial thoughts on the pick? I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we've, we've mentioned it a couple times, and it's just like, they've already had Mr. Fantastic. They drafted uh, Stu Storm. They drafted Johnny. Like, it's just, it makes sense for them to just go for the full, for the full house, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, you know, I'm, I am curious as to, you know, since they have all four of them, they could do a whole collective backstory for the, for the whole team and, uh, and figure out like the different perceptions of, of what the Fantastic Four would be in, uh, New York slash Marvel if, uh, if they were, were all Asian, you know, um, maybe they could hit us off with some castings as well. Uh, Kia, what were your thoughts on on uh, both uh, Chinese Ben Grimm and just in general the idea of the all Asian, all East Asian, sorry, um, Fantastic Four? I mean, genius way to like you know just take over the books. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gordy, how do you feel about four big losses for for white people? Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I definitely feel like uh, most of these, due to uh, <laughs> due to the nature of comic books, are losses for white people. But that's okay. Uh, we'll, we we shall persevere, or some or, or something like that. I, I don't I don't just quite. Storm, uh, just storm the castle. I I, I, I think I think we're gonna be okay. I think we've seen what happens. We recently saw what happened when white people storm a castle. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, not something that we really need. But uh, I loved it. I, I loved the idea. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, he's going to Pokemon the, 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 the Fantastic Four. Like, they're going to they're gonna collect them all. And, yeah. and I think it's a, it's a great idea, you know, especially it's, it's fun. You can put together a great backstory. If you've got an entire team like that, you can, like, like Michael said, put in, you know, pick out some of the discrepancies that uh, my people have taken for advantage of for years. And, uh, and also, I mean, it's just points on points because we know the Fantastic Four is going to get a push because that movie will eventually come out to replace the horrible All in a Corridor Josh Trank or uh, Trask movie. So I think it's a great idea all around. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they're, since they recently returned to the books about, you know, at this point, I guess a year and a half, they've featured prominently in pretty much all the big events, you know, particularly Reed, uh, the big brain of the Marvel Universe. And, uh, you know, Thing is, is good for brawls here and there. And Sue Storm is just kind of like the badass of badasses. Like, it just feels like they're, they're cresting right now. And then this King and Black thing, they're going to be um, highly placed and prominent and and like you said i mean if obviously we're only concerned about the next couple months as far as our scoring period 
but in terms of just where where they're headed as a property in the in the upcoming year they're they're definitely prominently well placed and prominent in the marvel universe and that, and, and that's going to stay that way i think Let's, so I will read from the wiki. I mean, these are things that we all know. Ben Grimm was an astronaut wiki, and former <laughs> nice was an astronaut and former USAF test pilot. Grimm was exposed to high levels of cosmic radiation when his best friend, scientist Dr. Reed Richards, took him and his friends Sue Storm and, their, and her younger brother Johnny Storm into space in a stolen rocket in the stolen rocket Marvel One. The radiation mutated him and his friends, turning him into a super strong rock-like monster, monster with a heart of gold. Together, they became the Fantastic Four, a team of adventurers who explored space, time, and alternate dimensions and saved the world along the way from science-based threats. So there's there it is. I mean, I, I doubt. Too many things will change, you know, in terms of the specifics of, of how he became Ben Grimm. But I think that what could change is, um, you know, how he's perceived in the universe. Obviously, he's a big rock monster, so he's just going to be an Asian rock monster. Um, but, you know, there's 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 opportunities. I think he's um, if we were going to if. No, I don't know a lot of I don't know a lot of actors. I'm not going to fan cast. Um, but if you guys have any fan castings, go ahead and throw one out. Uh, the guy that played. Uh... Oh, never mind. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I realized I was yeah I was on the different Asian team. Okay. All, right. All right. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, I didn't want to be that person. Don't be that person. All right. Don't be cool. That so I'll go <laughs> ahead. I'm surprised it's not me being that person. All right, this is good so far. Yes, we we saved you from yourself, Gordy. <laughs> Don't get canceled on your first appearance, is what I said. <laughs> but um, from what I've heard, my former uh, delegation members didn't have a great run, so I got I got to hold up the brand. Or one might say, they did exactly what. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, we all got. I know my role. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the approval rating for this was 88.9%, uh, which includes 55.6% strongly approved, 33.6% somewhat approved, 5.6% somewhat disapproved, and 5.6% strongly disapproved. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine there might be some people who, you know, given that one thing about Ben Grimm. Given that one thing about Ben Grimm is that he is Jewish, um, so there's a possibility that there would be people who would be upset about is losing. Jewish rock? I mean, you can speak a little bit more confidently about whether there's some significance to Jewish rocks. Yeah, nothing. 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 <laughs> but uh, you know, I could see, I could see there being some disapproval to the idea of uh, losing, uh, you know, losing uh, Jewish Ben Grimm, but. Um, that's why there's a Jewish delegation, so that they can make better picks. Kian he, he nailed me. I, I I disapproved it, but that was just simple haterade. I, I mean, just, I was just I was just I, mad that they got the whole Fantastic Four. I listen. You know, sometimes you gotta be a hater as the white delegation. I get it. It's every <laughs> you look at the scorecard every every round, and you're like, what the hell, guys? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I think we only secured uh, a positive ranking, an overly positive ranking for Colossus, who I believe is the whitest superhero known to man. So I, I'm proud of that one, I guess. 
I mean, he's a white guy that becomes metal. Like, uh, he becomes white metal. It's, yeah, it's pretty. There we go. Pretty, you know? We'll rename, we'll, we'll rename him White Snake. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a. Or Metallica, even. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to the next pick in the second, in the seventh round, sorry, the second pick of the seventh round. And that would be from the multiracial team. Uh, shout out to Shep. Uh, they, uh, the multiracial delegation drafted John Stewart, uh, the Green Lantern. And um, I thought that was a strong pick. What did you think, Martine, as a Green Lantern, as a Green Lantern fan? I mean, good for them. Um, I don't know how much they're going to get. It's just Infinite Frontier, Justice League, and then the one sole Green Lantern issue that's coming out in April, which is mostly going to be, I think, him showing the ropes to Kelly, which is funny because he said, like, she's going to get someone to show him the ropes, but he's not going to be him. <laughs> and it and ends up being him. It ends up being him. Uh, so that's kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, of all the Green Lanterns, he's the only one aside from Hal and Simon that are going to be showing up, like, at least prominently. Hal's mm -hmm. got the one issue of the Green Lantern, like, series by Morrison. And then Simon, from what we saw as, at the time when the solicit, like, around the time solicitations came out, he's in, like, the interior art, so he's at least there. He's doing mm -hmm. something. So, like, out of all the Green Lanterns, you they got the best one to get for right now. Yeah, and, I, and you know, is, one thing I know is that, you know, Jeffrey Thorne, um, he's, you know, not to not to overly stereotype, but he is a black man and uh, he will be writing Green Lantern in the next, you know, for the next phase. Mm -hmm. And we, we go through this every week. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, he will be writing. He will be writing Green Lantern. And I think he's a fan of the character. So I would imagine that Jon Stewart's going to be prominent in this run. Um, I'll go ahead and read from the wiki. Earth has produced many fine members of the Green Lantern Corps, but among its finest stands U.S. Marine Corps veteran John Stewart. Although he was originally chosen by the Guardians of the Universe as the alternate Lantern, called in the wear of the powering whenever Hal Jordan was incapacitated, Stewart has grown, grown to become a leader of the Green Lantern Corps. A former architect, Stewart creates his powering constructs differently than his former Lanterns, as they, as they are never hollow. He always builds them from the inside out, down to the last nut and bolt, the result of his keen architectural mind. Stuart also differs from some of the Earth's green, other Green Lanterns in that he has chosen not to conceal his identity behind a mask. John Stewart has suffered many, has suffered numerous tragedies in his life, but he's always overcome them and emerged even more dedicated to the ideals for which the Green Lantern Corps stands. So yeah, you know, he's a he's a Marine, Kia. Yeah. That's right. Do you feel additional kinship with him as a Marine? I do. I do. Cut chat. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I've got to sh shout out Shep. Shep uh, uh, deepened his... What the fuck? <laughs> I was transitioning into the backstory that Shep wrote up for the multiracial... <clears throat> Yeah, multiracial Green Lantern. <clears throat> Fair enough. So let's get into it. John was born to William Stewart and Takako Higa, 
at Tori, Sta Tori Station in Okinawa, Japan. His father was a sergeant first class and his mother was an artist. John spent the first eight years of his life on the island until his father's retirement. After his father retired, John and both of his parents moved into his father's home in Detroit, where John grew up. There, John was able to maintain close ties to his family in Japan, as well as meet his large family in Detroit. His father taught his, his duty while his mother encouraged his artistic side. John always had thoughts about blending the two worlds, of infusing the unique architecture of Okinawa with the soul and music of Detroit. But college is expensive, so John joined the Marines as another way of honoring and trying to succeed past his father. After completing boot camp and infantry school, John was stationed back in Okinawa due to, in, due, in, excuse me, due in part to being requis, requisitioned by his uncle, who was a lieutenant colonel in the JSDF. Performing well, he was selected for scout sniper school and was reassigned upon completion of school back to an SOC MEU, a Special Operations Capable Marine Expeditionary Unit. During his time, John put himself through college to become an architect. From there, John's story blends together with his remaining history of the Green Lantern. His new backstory gives John actual supporting characters, which he has none of, and inspiration for more varied designs of his constructs to include Okinawan architecture cues, as well as more Marine Corps references. Sorry. So yeah, I mean, ultimately, not too much changes because obviously, um, even though he's uh, Black and Japanese, um, he's still phenotypically Black. He's still going to be um, sort of within that within that milieu, so to speak, but he's going to have this other cultural influence. Um, and you know, I think I and think that being a marine, I mean, like that's pretty much the elite of elite. Like if he was anything else, he would have just been lame. It. I agree. You know, I mean, he, he's a lot of people's favorite lantern, um, and and I think it's because of the the marine background and of the. Of course. What do you think, Kevin? Gordy. <laughs> Kevin Gordy. Oh, sorry. Gordy. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, I I like it. I, I've always enjoyed John Stewart. I was praying in the Arrowverse for Diggle John Stewart. Yeah. To have that same sort of uh have that same sort of military background. I've always loved when John Stewart got pushed to the front of the books because I, I love the Green Lanterns. Okay. One of my, they're my my favorite genre of superhero book i don't know how we want to put it but that's always been my favorite section mm -hmm. and and i'm i'm hoping that they'll get pushed back to a little bit more prominence in dc uh same as i talked about earlier with the fantastic four now that we've got the show coming out on hbo max sometime i know it's been pushed a few times and maybe i i mean i i read that there were rumors of a little diggle run on uh in the arrowverse this season so hopefully it'll they'll come back to prominence. Right. I mean, I I think my biggest problem with John Stewart though as a character is that he's often utilized in team settings. So he they don't really spend a lot of time on him as a solo character in developing him um you know individually to the same extent that they've developed characters like Hal Jordan um you know back in the 90s of Kyle and and even you know Jessica Cruz in recent years it just he sort of just is stoic and stable and while a good strong character he doesn't he doesn't necessarily they don't give him as many layers as as we often get with a character that gets that solo run and the only fun like backstory they give him is all the stuff with fatality and and then they make I've always also felt that they will make 
the when John Stewart has a solo story, it's normally shining a more of a light on the side characters besides him. Right. And that's something that's that's something that I definitely agree with, and it's always bugged me because I I've always loved John Stewart. I always thought it was uh, I always thought the military background for a superhero not being cast in a negative light like the Punisher mm-hmm. is something that that should be out there. Right. But um, you know, I think it it probably helps. I don't know who all has written him over the years. You know, it would probably help if there were some people with a military background writing him, so that they could get into the nuances of what it would be like. Yeah, I can't imagine Grant Morrison knows a lot about <laughs> military life. Exactly. Um, any other thoughts about? Oh, I've got to dive into the approval rating. Uh, you'll be happy to know that 100% approval rating for John Stewart. Uh, 60% strongly approve and 40% somewhat approve. No hateration, no holleration in this dancery. So, uh, you know. I went to somewhat approve. That was as much hate as I could give John Stewart. <laughs> yeah. So let us keep percolating and uh, move Half on. The percolator. <laughs> mm. Let mm. us move on to our choice by the black delegation, which was chosen via poll last week last week uh randy paul. Laid a poll last week randy oh, laid i thought a, you said paul i was like who the fuck is paul <laughs> <laughs> randy laid his poll on us and um you know the people you responded. took it didn't you you took his poll the people responded to randy's poll um there was a huge turnout was there a huge turnout there was a huge turnout <laughs> for he it, people really? turned he turned people out, is what we're saying with his poll. Um, and impressive writers. polls are are want to do. <laughs> you know, 106 votes in the poll. Um, the final breakdown was 6.6% for the Black Knight, 21.7% for X23, 34.9% for Professor X. But the winner of the poll was America Chavez. Hashtag Black America. Black America, that's right. Uh, Martin, what were your thoughts as a, from the Latinx delegation losing America Chavez? It's the second season in a row. Like I know. And, and it's, you know, we kind of agreed that, like, out of those choices, she's probably like, we're fine with that. We're fine with that loss. She's got one book coming out each month, and that's it. So it's like one mm-hmm. appearance a month. Uh, like, it's an acceptable loss. And uh, Carlos was obviously like pushing for America when on his tweets. I was just trying to get to triple digits. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know, I, like, I mean, I hear you. I, I just, I mean, she's a prominent character. You know, they, she's been cast in the Marvel movies. You gotta think that she's going to be pushed I mean, perhaps beyond just the um, solicitations. You know, she's like I said, she has she has a solo book. We haven't yeah. yet seen her in these events, but you know, she could still have one. She could be in she can be involved in in uh, whatever that outlawed event is, or in um, King in Black. We could still see her coming with a big with a big step. Um, I, I hear you though. I, I mean, I, from a pure points perspective, I could see how she might not be a, a major player. She definitely wasn't a major player last season, but in, but but I just think that she, they're gonna probably ramp. I think they're gonna ramp up her usage, um, and I think that 
um, you know, I think she's a popular character and she's going to probably become more popular. So good on the black delegation in my, in my opinion. Kia, do you know a lot about America Chavez? Um, I know that Martine should have picked her and I feel like, you know, he's just right. kind of like snubbing his nose up, uh, you know, a really awesome character. It gets a little messed up. Well, I am going to read. She wasn't good enough for you, Martine? <clears throat> Really? Wasn't good enough for you? I'm going to read from the wiki. Uh, Viva Miss America, protector of the omniverse. Chavez hails from the utopian parallel, a lush, wonder <laughs> a lush <laughs> wonderland dimension once threatened with destruction. After both her parents died to save their world, America upheld their legacy as a young Avenger and member of the Ultimates. Beyond super strength, flight, and incredible one-liners, America can punch star-shaped holes through dimensions. So, you know, that's we didn't get a, an amended black story uh, for America Chavez. Hopefully that's forthcoming. Uh, Gordy, what do you think about America Chavez? I, you know, I've, I, I never have anything for the character, to be 100% honest. I've, I've read some of the, uh, the, the books that she's been in, and I, I've never found her wildly compelling or even wildly, you know, uncompelling. She's she's you know toast with butter on it so i'm hoping that that the backstory can bring something interesting but i think martine is right that uh i don't expect i don't expect her to be to be scoring tons of points this year so i was also helping out team carlos or excuse me uh helping carlos on the latin team uh push for for america chavez <laughs> well yeah. i th i will look i am looking forward to America Chavez scoring a ton of points in her comic and in the weeks that her books come out, be a major player because I think of America Chavez the way some people think of Yara Flor um, in terms of her being excuse me, young powerhouse, um, a feisty character who, you know, doesn't back down from a fight and, you know, has chemistry with a number of characters. I mean, I, I would say that her friendship with Kate Bishop is a big uh, is a big factor in her popularity in the Marvel universe, um, you know, as part of the Young Avengers. I think that to the extent that they're going to be pushing Kate Bishop, they're probably going to be pushing America Chavez. And I think that as as we get closer and closer to her debuting in the Doctor Strange, as we get closer and closer to her debuting in the Doctor Strange movie, we're going to st start seeing her, um, particularly her dimensional star punching power. Uh, play a part and you know i i think people with the right writing because that was the other thing you know she had a she had a solo book before and um the person who was writing a solo book solo book took some chances with the character that didn't always hit um i think that with as much money as at stake um in the coming years with the character they're not going to take as many chances with her and they're going to um really try to tighten up the plotting and really you know, make her make her a more compelling character. So I think I think we're I think it's gonna be a, a renaissance. You know, especially now Trump's not in the White House anymore. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of energy behind I uh, miss that guy. Don't uh, lie. <laughs> nobody 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 misses nobody misses that guy. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna make a a TikTok with me crying saying please save us Trump. What is I think, happening? I think Vladimir Putin misses that guy. 
But uh, yeah, so yeah, See, if you do that, I can guarantee that tons of my people will be following you and sharing it and seeing, see? <laughs> uh, hey, that's one way to go viral. <laughs> uh, we... Yeah. Speaking well, of which, Candace, oh, no. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so the approval rating for this pick was uh, 87.5%. So... You know, the, the generally the masses were in favor of that's 62.5% strongly approve, 25% somewhat approve, 6.3% somewhat disapprove, and 6.3% strongly disapprove. So you know, there was a little, little, little bit of hateration, but mostly, mostly people were into it. I, I agree with what you said, Michael. That I, I hope that a different, you know, a, a writer gets a hold of her and makes her more interesting and more prominent you know sometimes you just need the right writer to make a, a silly character work and exactly. i'm not that she's not, not that she's exactly silly but you know i i just think i just think she hasn't had that she hasn't had that run exactly that we all that we'll all talk about yeah she hasn't had that definitive take um she hasn't had that you know um that run or that characterization that has sort of crystallized her as as the the player but I think it's coming, and I think that, you know, given the, the, the type of appearances that she's gotten in animated features, the fact that she's got a live-action thing coming, Marvel surely um, has plans for her. And I think having plans for her will help ensure that, that she's not going to be lost, you know, fall by the wayside. Speaking of a character that Marvel has put a lot of uh, energy behind and is also not – is also going to make sure they don't fall by the wayside, that's the next pick from the Polynesian delegation. They who last season uh, drafted America Chavez, this season they've decided to uh, attack the black delegation by drafting Riri Williams, AKA Ironheart. Um, Martine, what did you think about that, the, the Ironheart bit? Um, <laughs> Go ahead, Martine, tell them, tell them the truth. I mean, I don't really know what to say. I mean, it's just like um, I I don't I don't really know. Like, I don't think um, from what I saw, I don't know if she's gonna be a, doing a lot. So, from that perspective, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I don't know as as much about the character because she's fairly. Uh, how many years has she been around now? Um, I want to say three. Yeah. Sounds about right. Sounds like yeah. I would say uh, 2015, 2015. So uh, so she's about five, six five years, years, depending yeah. on like what month she actually came out. Yeah, and so I don't really know uh, a lot about Riri Williams. So I well, know about the character. I've heard mm -hmm. of her, but I don't know a ton, so I can't really say. You know. All right. That makes sense. Actually, 2016. I'm sorry. The 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 run, the comic that she was in started 2015, but her first appearance was 2016. Um, however, we are joined by from the Black delegation, Randy. Randy, hey, you got here just in time. We just finished talking about America Chavez, um, and we were in the midst of talking about Ironheart. So I feel like you're qualified to talk about both characters from the perspective of a uh, losing, losing Riri Williams. What is it like? To, how do you feel having had the Polynesian delegation take her away? 
Um, well, Riri is is somebody who um obviously her star is rising. So, you know, it's it's never really entirely out of the question that she'll show up and, and bring, you know, points to the table. But um in terms of priority and uh, uh, like keeping her on the team, I have to admit I did overlook her. Just, you know, as as far as uh, the whole Iron family kind of goes, I don't really look in that direction. But um, I am interested with what the Polynesian team, you know, has in mind for her. That's right, because they they uh, they did not submit a backstory for Riri this week. They did submit a what? backstory. They submitted a backstory for uh, the character they drafted last week, which I'll get to after we uh, get to the the picks. But they did not submit one for Riri, so we're still left hanging as as far as the slacking. reimagining. Um, slacking. Um, uh, let me go ahead and read the wiki for her before we, we backtrack and talk about America. Genius Riri Williams, inspired by Tony Stark, decides to build her own suit and incredible armor to fight for the good of humanity. This super smart gal works hard and brings a lot of humanity to her role as a superhero Ironheart. Although Riri Williams has no superhuman abilities, her extreme intelligence enables, sorry, places her amongst the smartest people in the world. She uses this gift to create armor in order to become a superhero. While not innate powers, Riri's armor allows her to fly, possess superhuman strength, magnetic powers, and even the ability to contain opponents inside of energy bubble. She can also fire energy blasts from her gloves. She, of course, of course has connections to Iron Man. She also has connections to the uh, champions. And I would say that they're, they're, the champions typically have a big three at their center, and it really feels like recent uh, run or recent issues of the current our um, champions run are trying to make it more of a big four. Uh, do you do you agree with that, Randy? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Cause she um, first time around, they they tried to focus on uh, Kamala Khan, Miles Morales, and uh, Sam Alexander. And since then, uh, Sam Alexander has lost his powers, and so even though. Of, of course, we know that characters don't become useless just because they lose powers per se. They've, you know, kind of shunted him to the background. And they have sort of let Riri come forward as a more prominent character in terms of, um, you know, just kind of being the person that they look to um, intellect-wise, especially since Amadeus Cho is um, running more with, like, the agents of Atlas now. Right. Uh, what about... What about you, Gordy? Do you have? Oh, you said you didn't have m many thoughts about, or did you have? Did, I'm sorry, I didn't ask you about Riri Williams. My my fault. I, I, that's okay. I mean, she's a she is a character that actually does remind me a lot of America Chavez. Like I, there's potential there, and there was a lot of you know she's from Chicago uh, in the original wiki, which yes. which is which bestills my heart. But uh, but I would like to I want to see that that defining run of her still. I mean, and I well, think so I think that I, I think you need to read the Eve Ewing run because yeah. Eve Ewing run really really did a lot for her yeah I'll admit I'll admit I haven't I, that's one that I have not read and I will put that on the reading list yeah because, because I don't know that much I don't I don't I don't know that much about Riri besides when she showed up in Champions yeah actually I think that Riri Williams run really helped to kind of create a, a voice for Riri 
the the sorry the Eve Ewing run really helped to create a, a voice for Riri that feels authentic and it feels um, more three dimensional and and definitely I could, well obviously Eve uh, Eve Ewing is writing champions right now so she's doing a good job of extending that voice uh, into the way that she's being kind of perceived by a large group of people um, like I said I think that I think that she's been st really stepping up as of late. And I think that that will continue, particularly because she has a uh, Disney Plus show on the way, and you know we don't we don't see her going away anytime soon. Especially she's been cast as well, so right. I think that I think the big things are coming for her, and I think that particularly if the champions are on, are, are happening, she's going to be prominent within it. Uh, Kia, what? So. Kia, do you have any thoughts about Riri Williams? I just keep thinking about Rihanna, honestly. <laughs> I'm That's what I'm thinking. I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I definitely have to have to second those feelings about her um, becoming more prominent because um, prior to. Oh, we're still talking about Riri. <laughs> I mean, that was your cue to do some Rihanna musical cues. I was really disappointed. Well, I, I, I was like, like well, instead of singing <laughs> "Pour It Up, Pour It Up," I just drank. <laughs> Well, no, it's I, been, I, I it's been about four years, and I'm still waiting for someone to explain to me what Disturbia was about. That song didn't make any sense. <laughs> I I think it was about her being no in the Matrix. I, I, feel, just... I feel like I feel like you think and you hope just sort of melded together right there. But that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume she watched the. Doing my dominatrix shit. That's all I know. <laughs> I just assumed she watched that Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf movie and she just was inspired by it. That's what I've always said that it was about. <laughs> she saw that she saw that movie and was like, "I'm gonna make a jam because Disturbia is a cool word." Yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Randy. No, <laughs> it, it's good. I, I just was thinking, um, in, in terms of that Ewing um, run of Ironheart. Uh, I just was saying that prior to that, like even though Brian Michael Bendis was the actual creator of the character, um, this is I would say maybe his second or third character person of color in a row that he's created. <laughs> that another person of color has come along and, and kind of uh, you know done done uh, better justice to the, the authentic voice of the character. So I mean I, I do feel like they're they're kind of hitting all of the right buttons in terms of um, rising her star. Agreed. And if we're going to, you know, we may as well talk about the approval rating. We are looking at a 93.8% approval mm -hmm. rate. Sorry. Yes. 93.8 with obviously um, fractions um, for that 56.3% strongly approved 37.5% somewhat approve, 0% somewhat disapprove, and 6.3% strongly disapprove. Um, so there's some hateration, but most people most people were, were, were cool with the idea of a Polynesian Riri. Um, I am curious though. I am curious. One thing that one thing that Tomati likes to do is uh, is relocate is relocate his Polynesian characters. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. Chicago is such a big part of what makes what makes Riri who she is. You know, will will this will this affect 
will this affect the character? Will it, will it put you know put a detri detrimental spin on the character? We we you know it could happen, but I just want to know who hated on Tomati. Like that's like I, I feel. I feel like whoever did that vote Randy. would be like somebody. No, it's not me, but I'm saying like, <laughs> like I say, I, I always like what Tommy T does with with the the reimagining the backstories. But I feel like whoever um, would disapprove of that might disapprove on like a, a don't take more of the black delegation away kind of level. That's but true. He did that, take. He took Storm. He took uh, what's his Monica name, Monica Rambeau. Rambeau. I mean, the whole you know, all, and and now Riri. Man, that is that is rough. That is really rough. You left Luke Cage for me though, so it's okay. One person to blame. <laughs> I know I blame Krakoa, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 test: who will score more points, uh, Krakoa versus Riri? We'll we'll keep we'll we'll keep tracking that. From week to week, you, you will all rule the day when they <laughs> announce the Krakoa solo ongoing series. I'm telling you, <laughs> we shall, we shall rule that day. Yeah. But until that happens, until that happens, <laughs> these jokes gonna fly. These jokes gonna fly. <laughs> it just now needs the, to relocate the Savage Land to Krakoa, and then and then uh, Krakoa will get its own book. His own book. <laughs> I forgot. Have we gen have we gendered the island? Oh, he definitely has a beard. So I mean, he's yeah. he's got yeah. he's got some gender to him. Um, but I'm, before we you know, does he though, just because he's a beard? Oh, that is a fair point. That is a fair um, point. I I have have taken the liberty of of re reimagining the backstory that it is a he. So for now, okay. oh, that's messed up. Life. Why would you take that away from the people? Really? Yeah, I, I, there, there are people who go by he and they, so I, I feel like I'm still justified. I, well, I have a beard, Randy, and I'm a, I'm a chick. Do you uh, go by he? You, uh, you about to say you went by she? Do I, I feel like amend, if, if I need to amend my pronouns, let me know. I, I don't I, know. There was only one expert on that, but they are here no longer. I, I will. <laughs> I will help us move along, um, Randy. <laughs> Randy, before way. we before we progress, let's 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 take a moment. Uh, since you did uh, end up with America Chavez in the poll, um, I know you had been hoping that that Professor X would be the poll choice, but get, you know, given some time to think about it, have you uh, thought about what what the, what it's going to mean to have America Chavez in the black delegation? Well, um, there, I, I feel like she's already been, um, in a lot of depictions, she's been shown as kind of being Afro-Latina anyway. Like, you know, she, even though she's not just straight up black, she still has shows up sometimes with like a, a darker skin tone. Right, right. So I don't really think that her experiences would be too vastly different. Like she already has a you know, uh, a kind of perception of like a, being a tough girl and all this other, uh -huh. you know, the, the kind of stereotypical things that, that people say. Uh -huh. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to say because like, it, it, I don't feel like her experience would be too different. Uh, it, because just like, say for example, uh, I, I was going to kind of uh, lean into um, the, the vast 
differences between a white guy growing up rich and a black guy growing up rich with the the Charles Xavier story. I was going to do a, a different backstory for him, uh-huh. but I I don't really know how much I can change for America Chavez because she doesn't really come from. I mean, more than anything, she doesn't really come from um, a, a normal human society that we know of. Like she's in this alternate universe on this planet where the women all live together in harmony. There's all women. And, you know, so they don't really have the same problems with racism and all the other kind of issues that we typically think of when we think of, like, writing blackness into the story. True, but remember, you know, Chavez's story is coming to, you know, at a young age to um, Earth and uh, specifically uh, settling into... Uh, areas and being kind of adopted by uh, different communities in you know Latinx communities, particularly in New York. Um, you know, so if she's part of the black delegation, she's gonna look darker. Um, maybe you know there are issues with colorism. There are issues with colorism in in in, uh, in certain can't communities. Can't she just be Can't she just be black with no problems? Uh, well, but but that's kind of my feeling. Almost like any anything that that she would have been, um, anything that she would have been subjected to as far as colorism goes, she kind of is like you kind of have your answer already because she's not like a particular like basically she's not she's not a white passing Latina. She's somebody who already is like okay, look, she has melanin to her. So it wouldn't be so vastly different. I mean, she wouldn't maybe not speak Spanish, but you know, I, I, you know, her solo series had her um, speaking more Spanish. But I don't necessarily guarantee that wouldn't be the case either, because I believe it was up in New York where she grew up, right? So, well, right. I mean, and also this is again, you're, you know, it's I, I say you, but it's obviously the entire black delegation. Um, but it's really- you know, you you have you have room. You have room to fill in these gaps, Randy. <laughs> like you, you can, yeah, you can, you can, you can, you yeah, can decide. In other words, Mike wants you to put in a backstory that he will deny. <laughs> I'm saying, I guess, I, I'm not really sure. Like, as far as, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird because you you have like um. Ju- just given the fact of um. You know, we already know that there are dark-skinned Latinx people, and Mm -hmm. so I don't really know what changes you could make that would be significant. Like, I mean, I guess I could add something, but I, I, like... Okay, so, I mean, I'll, we'll, we'll back it up. We'll back it up right now. All right, so do you, do you consider America Chavez, right, as, as she exists in her, in her, pre-existing before being drafted by the Black delegation, do you consider her Afro-Latina? No, but I also feel like they've been inconsistent as far as her hair texture and her skin tone. So when you draft her, you are making her Afro-Latina definitively. Yes. Which means you would be giving that kind of consistency to her. And what would be the implications of that? If any, if you're saying there would be no implications, that's fine too. But I, I just, that, that's what I'm asking. Well, um, tell Randy, tell Mike to get off your dick. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, it, it is it is a valid question, but I admit that I'm not really in a position to answer it. Like I I, I can say, you know, in, in in the same way that like somebody writes Miles Morales, like some people are kind of more, um, you know, some people kind of meld blackness with uh, being Latinx, and some kind of veer more toward favoring. Latinx culture and some kind of veer more toward black culture and I'm not really sure which would be a better fit because you know I don't I don't know or weird. you could just make 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 her like black and Afro Latina and just but she just adopted the Russian culture. Key <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is an agent of chaos, is what she is. Um, we, <laughs> I, I, I guess my my thing is it is so it, it is so close. Like they're so closely knit that I don't really know what. Don't tell a Puerto Rican that. Oh. I, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> well, I'm just throwing out there. Our our Miles Morales is white. Just letting you all remember. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've we've also been joined by from the Latinx delegation from by Carlos. Carlos, uh, can you can you weigh in a little bit on this, if if you if you have any thoughts as as the architect of the America to the Black delegation campaign? Oh. <laughs> I imagine you have been. I imagine you. Yeah, I mean, you you as part of the Latinx delegation basically foisted foisted America on the Black delegation. You had to have some thoughts about this. Wait, this um, time he's Latino. <laughs> my my thoughts about this are uh, America Chavez is an alien, so you can you can make it whatever you damn well please. Facts. Like she she want... already she she hasn't really got like a, a distinct like we 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 see that she's coded as Latinx. But her culture is not like, oh, she comes from the Dominican Republic. She comes from yeah, Brazil. She's an alien. She comes from Puerto Rico. So, you know right. who's also an alien? Cal L. And Cal oh, L. Yeah. <laughs> and Cal L. Exactly. is a white man. And, 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 <laughs> and, and that is why I prefer getting my hands on white characters so I can blacken them up. I can't take melanin and remelanize it. That doesn't work for me. I mean, honestly, if, if I was in your position, well, she would Kirko, be America Kirko, Jenkins, right? and she and we would do away with all of it. It's fine. Reimagine it. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. America. <laughs> America Kingston. And she's Jamaican. Exactly. Oh yes. <laughs> speaking, speaking from the white delegation, I like that I teamed up with Carlos to make this happen, yet the non-white person is taking all the blame working out exactly like I planned. That's that's it. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm happy to take the blame for this one because I was like, hey, I really wanted Krakoa. I really, really wanted Krakoa. <laughs> that is that is true. Carlos talked to me about drafting Krakoa before I knew what this was. <laughs> yeah, he's he had been playing that Krakoa pick for a long I really time. Want, I, I just expected to be able to draft Kokoa in the 10th round, not you the know, third. If, if, I I come, if, if I come in last place, 
I will, I will at least have the solace of knowing that I will forever have a place in your embittered heart. <laughs> you live rent-free here. <laughs> well, Krakoa, there's no, there's no rent in Krakoa. <laughs> Black, oh, oh, no, I just thought about it. Black Krakoa looks like the guy from the Rent is Too Damn High party. <laughs> he is a man of his own volition, as we've established here today. Randy, you have a, a portal straight to the revenge side of my brain with the Krakoa pick. <laughs> Take and your American Krakoan Chavez, portal straight over. And American Chavez can punch those portals, so it's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm slowly warming up to the idea of America Chavez because she does have her own solo coming out. So I'm not, I'm, I'm like 45% less bitter than I was when it first, <laughs> when it first announced. How can you be America? bitter? You put her on the pole. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, but, to you well, that was not my choice. I, oh. I just want to reveal that that was like, I was trying to be open to listen to the other uh, members of my team. And of course, I didn't want to be like, you know, the, the unilateral dictator. So, so I was like, just okay, your voice what is y'all? I, I mean, I, you, I guys, you guys have Yara Floor and you have America Chavez. That's, that's, you know, that's that's pretty awesome. Have you taken more from the Latin delegation than you have from the white delegation? He's taking more from the Woodland delegation. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking from the <laughs> All right. So let's cut. I mean, speaking of, I guess a little bit of revenge. Here comes the Latinx delegation and their pick. Blade, oh. Eric Brooks, <laughs> and we have two. We have two members of Latinx delegation who are here to talk about it. So who wants to start? Yes, defend yourselves. <laughs> I will say that um, a, a couple of picks back, when we were doing our fan casting, the name Laz Alonzo came up. Nice, and mm. we were like. Uh, I think Martin was like, how about Les Alonzo? And I was like, we need to save him for when we get Blade. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that worked out perfectly. I mean, it really does. It really does work. Like, so I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a little mad at it. I mean, <laughs> what? He's still black. <laughs> And we, I think, I think the thing that really swayed us was he's gonna be active, uh, King and Black style. Yeah, right? Avengers, so. and then like since he's doing a lot with the Avengers, every time it says guest starring the Avengers, he's gonna end up showing up pretty much. So that's mm -hmm. Black Knight, Avengers in March, and then mm -hmm. Avengers, and then like I forgot the other issue, but there's another one that says guest starring the Avengers. So he's around. So that's four times in the eight weeks. Right, and, and you know. And and look, then, he's got a movie coming. I feel too. like Martinez bragging. Like, anybody get that sound? I like, am explaining, Kia. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. He's going to show up. Blah, blah, blah. Points. I, I'm just explaining <laughs> how good my choice was. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a little inside, in, inside baseball on, on how, we, how we draft. Martin suggests someone. 
And then I suggest literally everyone else. And then at the end, it's like, no, you're absolutely right. We have to go with the person you suggested initially. <laughs> I scrutinize it. I'm like, okay, but what about this person? What about that? What about these? No, you're absolutely right. The one you chose from the beginning is almost always the one we end up with because it's the best choice. Now, what I like that is that... What I like is that even though we're not combining universes, I could totally see... Uh, latinx blade going through some sort of interdimensional portal and ended up in latinx gotham and uh, and being not able to through one of <laughs> not through one of america's portals I know that <laughs> they're what they, they they're both afro lats they over Af both afro latino why can't they because they share why can't they share portals right yeah nah no. <laughs> Let, let's not let's not forget i'm the enemy here so as long as we're working against my common good we're okay yeah <laughs> there will be no portals with a wall in front of it is what we're saying <laughs> <laughs> so let me jump into the wiki real quick before you guys can get into your new backstory a human a human vampire hybrid since his tragic birth, Blade has spent his long life seeking to rid the world of vampires like the one that killed his mother. Over the years, he has mastered his own style of fighting, monsters of all time. Most famously, Blade's most reliable weapons are his swords and knives. Blade always keeps silver bullets handy in his massive arsenal of weapons. Blade, When necessary, Blade can rely on his hand-to-hand -hand combat skills. And he may have wanted to cure his bloodlust. Blood Blade's vampire powers could be employed during a monstrous battle. As far as allies are concerned, he uh, teamed. He's oh, Blade is a uh, British by birth. Uh, he is teamed with Captain Britain in uh, I believe MI13. Yep. Um, he's teamed with Doctor Strange. He's teamed with Luke Cage, and he's teamed with Spider-Man. His enemies include. Deacon Frost and Dracula, and he's been associated with both the Avengers and the Midnight Suns. And uh, like I said earlier, he has a movie coming with Mahershala Ali playing Blade. He, of course, has the iconic uh, Wesley Snipes portrayal, as well as a less, considerably less iconic, Sticky Fingers <laughs> portrayal. Um, <laughs> Spike TV! Spike TV never die! But, um... <laughs> Yeah, Blade is one of those characters. Kia, I'm sure you're aware of Blade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those. He, he's he's one of the characters that uh, have been uh, attributed to helping to put Marvel on the map in terms of movies. And uh, yeah, he's. A, it was a loss in season one when the white delegation drafted him, and um, <laughs> it's awesome. considerably. <laughs> Considerably less of a loss uh, because the Latinx delegation w had the, uh, you know, magnanimous, they were magnanimous enough to keep him uh, Afro-Cuban. I want it known that I was not a part of that white delegation because making, <laughs> making, making Blade a white man is, is out of even my heel reach. Weapon <laughs> <laughs> uh, will always be Blade, no matter what happens. came to pick after. It came to pick after the black delegation. <laughs> they took Dazzler. <laughs> and the white delegation was like, okay, cool, cool, and, Dazzler. And I was we'll not responsible for that Dazzler pick, just in case y'all need reminding. It, it wasn't. He just doesn't want to take it. <laughs> I will say this. We did get some We did get some good art out of it. We did get cool art from White Blade. 
Wow, I, I need to I need to look that up. I can tell you if, if while, while reaching into white consciousness, you took the best of us in Dazzler, so we took the best of you. <laughs> and Dazzler was originally Dazzler was originally the only black. Of us that can dance. No, but she was originally black. You see, That's why she their thought process, their thought process was they were just taking, they were reclaiming Dazzler for the black delegation. The, her rhythm was always was just a residual of the fact that she was originally black. Her secondary mutation, if you will. Yeah, her secondary. Just... No, was her secondary mutation was that what turned her white? That's the real retcon. Dazzler was always black, but her secondary exactly. mutation made her a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white woman. Exactly. It would it would it would increase theory? her it would increase her survival ability. Like, <laughs> just saying. They reclaimed they reclaimed Dazzler, but they did it about forty five rounds too early. Yes, that is that's <laughs> that's the problem. They they reached for her, but um, you know we as we go as we go, people delegations are learning. You know you don't you don't reach. Are they? I mean, some some are some are. <laughs> <laughs> But um, all right, lay it on us, guys. Yeah, uh, give us the backstory. Okay. Um, so Yo, actually, Carlos, give us the backstory. Oh my god. Uh, I didn't write this. No, no, no. This is a, this, <laughs> the Martin original right here. I can't take credit for this. This is good. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we start the backstory off in the same year that like uh. Blade originally was born in 1922, except this time he's in Cuba. Like, uh, and we, uh, his dad is a member of the Order of Tirana, who okay. is a cult uh, that specializes in mostly like it specializes in vampires, but it does do other like occult related things. And because he is also Afro Cuban, mm-hmm. and fortunately there is obviously colorism in Cuba, right. and what, what he ends up getting, yes, kid, <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that this was such a bomb to drop on you right now. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he, what ends up happening is he ends up on the wrong side of a criminal who it was recently turned into a vampire, but uh, like a high-ranking criminal in Cuba. Mm-hmm. But the problem is he's, his, cons- his problem with Lucio is not really that he's you know, like a vampire hunter, like he does all this kind of stuff, character mm-hmm. vampires. It has mostly to do with the fact that he's Afro-Cuban. Got it. So it's so, racism. It's racism, yeah. So, uh, much Always like... racism. Uh, I know. Much like with the original Blade, he had his wife uh, go off to another country while for the meantime, and uh, that country in this version was Mexico. Like, he so she went over to Mexico, uh, and there's a very specific reason that just so you could put in the dusk till dawn reference i get it <laughs> uh, I, was, I was wondering if anyone actually saw no that. i i was like i know what's happening here <laughs> he, he was like do you think anyone's gonna pick up on the dusk till dawn reference <laughs> i saw dusk till dawn in the theaters thank you very much <laughs> wait are you talking about the tv show the movie, the movie. well i mean the movie. tv show is also based on the yeah. movie right yeah, so it very specifically was Mexico, so we can, so I could put in that from Dust Till Dawn reference about how, uh, well, I'll get to that later. Yeah. But uh, she goes to Mexico and uh, she gets, she has her labor right there, like uh, in Mexico, because uh, she's been there for a couple months. 
And so they take her to a hospital. And unfortunately, her doctor ended up being a vampire. And same thing, bit her when she was giving birth, like while she was giving birth. But he was chased off before he could do anything to uh, Enrique. Or You're like, not talking Eric. about Buffy, right? No. <laughs> okay. No. No, we're, so before he can do anything to Enrique, um, or as you know, like in quotes, Eric, that's like his nickname, the kind of like in Enrique Estrada, uh, Eric Estrada, because that's his, his name is Henry Enrique Estrada. Uh, and Does he so have a mole he, on his face? What? Does he have a mole on his face? Eric Estrada? The Enrique. Oh, not like Enrique Iglesias, that's what he's <laughs> No, that's not. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, <laughs> was, uh, Thank you, thank you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. So, All right. We yeah, could have so, Enrique uh, Iglesias play Deacon Frost at a war. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so um, uh, Eric was raised in Mexico until he met an American vampire slayer uh, who, you know, was after a nest of vampires who who decided to set up shop in a strip club that they owned and operated of course uh, built on top of a <laughs> partially buried aztec temple and they mostly feed on of uh, bikers and truckers nice i was so, like i was like when is he, when is he going to be explicit that this is not so dawn i didn't realize <laughs> yeah intersecting with the robert rodriguez cinematic universe look man <laughs> we drafted a vampire slayer and in that same week like it was like announced that uh from dust till dawn animated series is gonna happen oh yeah uh, that's like, a good point like it was it just no, was please. right there like I, I, I now want myself. you to incorporate Robert Rodriguez into all of your backstories. Like there'll be like a Done. desperado. <laughs> I mean, hell, we had his cousin for null. I know you have machete. You have machete in the last one. You know, it's it's right there. You're, you're, we're... He's directing all of these movies. Right, exactly. <laughs> Shark Boy uh, and Lava Girl and Batman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh he like gets trained using his dampier like powers. He's like mm -hmm. the ultimate vampire slayer, and that's just how he is right now. He's still like alive. He's still like freshly like uh, because he he has a slower aging because he has a prolonged mm -hmm. lifespan. Right. He's still around kicking in the modern day, and he's and helping he looks out like Lazalonzo. Yeah, and he looks like Lazalonzo. <laughs> And I remember he's when you did the, Latino, he I remember when you did crack. the uh, what do you call it? When you, <laughs> I remember when you were throwing out castings for Lazalonzo and you know we were having some trouble with it, but I feel like this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's uh that's what it was and Yeah, Nappy, you read the backstory? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're just getting again like the exact same information again. But, yeah, yeah, but I, I, really I, I will take the paraphrase any day. That's right. For real. <laughs> I mean, it's the same exact information, you know? Yeah, yeah except I, I really want to hear it, though. You just heard it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I want to hear exactly what you wrote. I, I, <laughs> I say we move on. I say yeah. we move on. Let's let's go Ooh, to the... <laughs> let's go to the I approval rating. The I need to get the thought of Eric Estrada fighting vampires out of my brain. So please, let's move on. Um, <laughs> you one might say he never mind. <laughs> I was I can, I can see, 
he would totally he would totally wear like the old school blade outfit that looked like Peter Pan. I could see it. <laughs> I was gonna say he would you uh, wear the chips. I was gonna say he would wear the <laughs> chips uniform. <laughs> so in terms when of approval, chips, I say Dale. Oh. So in terms of approval rating, <laughs> it was eighty-two point four percent approval rating, including 47.1% strongly approved, 35.3% somewhat approved, 11.8% somewhat disapproved, and 5.9% strongly disapproved. I don't know where this hateration is coming from. Yeah, where did the hateration come from? I didn't hate on anybody this week. Yeah, like, I don't know, <laughs> so I don't know who's out there hating on Afro-Latino Blade, but... But to all my uh, haters out there, what's up? <laughs> I, I didn't know... I, I didn't know this many vampires no use Twitter, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta do something with all their time, man. They can't go outside during the day. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, so why would they have tan skin? <laughs> I also have no idea where the hateration came from. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man. All right, so. Is Randy still with us? Randy? Yep. Final thoughts on, uh, He's on, on another on another uh, loss for of Blade in another season? I mean, it's only kind of a loss. Like, wow. I mean, it's, no, but wow. I mean, it's, it's, wow, um, Black Twitter. Black Twitter does not I'm agree. I'm going to tell Black Twitter. Like, <laughs> hashtag Black, Randy doesn't think Blade is a loss. <laughs> he, he's a loss. I guess, but he's there still I saying guess he's black. Ooh, oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying, yeah, that. I'm saying no, no, no. I, I'm not talking about points wise because points wise, like like they said, they pointed out he's going to be showing up. Are it's you are you playing for points, Randy? I'm trying to. I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> I feel no. I feel that. I feel that. Like again, I'm I'm I black too. Try. I'm black too. So I feel like making him Afro Latino. Like I, I take I take far less offense. Like I say, I I, I take far less offense. At, at making him like black with also, you know, a, another lineage also tied to that than just, nope, he's not black. Oh, well, too bad. <laughs> like, Since he's a vampire, does he have to pay taxes like forever? Um, <laughs> now when Wesley's uh, around. Not, not, yeah, not, not Wesley. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That's what happened to Wesley. Yeah. I just realized. <laughs> Wesley went so method into the role. <laughs> he was like, I'm not playing. I'm not paying taxes for the rest of my life. I've been around for 80 years. <laughs> that was gold. That was gold. <laughs> now it explains why he wants to be Blade again. <laughs> Tax exempt. Exactly. Now that brings us to uh, the Native American delegation. Another Ooh, auto, another auto draft, like another auto draft in the Native American delegation. Yeah. Hopefully, well, their selection was John Gray Crow. <laughs> Your selection? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't theirs. <laughs> John, John, John Gray Crow. Um, He's 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 getting a lot of appearances because he's part of the Hellions uh, on Krakoa. I'll go ahead and read his backstory. That won't be changing, obviously. <laughs> Does Krakoa have ba- bathrooms? 
He um, does not. Oh well. Too bad. Just like dig into Krakoa and just take a shit. <laughs> no, I think Krakoa, I think it just creates bathrooms. It's you know very I, I think I think that is Krakoa's business and nobody else's. <laughs> Wait a second. There's just, so, like there's just a portal that dumps it all into St. Louis. Wait, so does does Krakoa just does Krakoa have a fetish? Does he just let everyone like Pee and urinate. I want to To be fair, it would be like less of a fetish and more like um, uh, a willing burden <laughs> to accept. So I'm I'm from uh, right there. I'm from right Chicago, there, right there. and I don't know if you guys know anything about Chicago, but the Chicago River flows away from Lake Michigan, but it used to flow into Lake Michigan. We reversed the course of the river because there was too much human waste getting into the lake. So like back in the early 1900s, they reversed the, they, well, because if you use the washroom, the water goes into the river, the river goes into the lake. So they reversed the river so that it flows towards St. Louis. Nice. I, now I get your joke about, right. Now I get your joke about That's what Krakoa does. Yeah. Yeah. It sends all the shit from Lake Michigan. And it just dumps it on St. Louis. That's it. Right. <laughs> and that and that explains why Nelly said it was getting hot in here. Um, like, hot shit, hot shit. Shit's real. That's why Albert Pujols had to leave St. Louis. It's like too many Pujols in here. All right, so John Gray Crow was a Native American from an unidentified tribe who fought in World War II for the United States of America. We'll make him Apache because it's fun. But was executed for murdering his fellow officers. He was shot by a firing squad and was believed killed. However, because of his regenerative powers, he survived and became a mercenary. Decades later, he worked at a diner in Millstone, Arizona, with Remy LeBeau and Claire DeLuc. DeBeau later recruited him to join the Marauders on behalf of Mr. Sinister. He was known as Scalp Hunter back then. He became a member of the That's Marauders. original. <laughs> a band of assassins who had gathered together for, um, at the request of Mr. Sinister. For their first mission, the Marauders were tasked with the assassination of Sinister's former pawn, Madeline Pryor. Sinister had formally erased uh, any proof of her existence. Along with Arclight's, Galpunter posed as a paramedic while Madeline was the sole survivor of a plane crash in San, San Francisco. She tried to escape but was hunted by Grey Crow. Uh, sorry, by Grey Crow... Arclight, Prism, and Harpoon, and was eventually shot by Grey Crow and left for dead, only for her to recover in a hospital. Grey Crow later appeared revived, presumably resurrected by the Five, and accepted Xavier's invitation to all mutants to join the nation of Krakoa. Being the only marauder to join the island, however, he quickly fell into trouble after engaging in a shootout with multiple Morlocks, who sought revenge on him for his actions of the mutant massacre on the anniversary of the event. As punishment, Grey Crow was placed in a new iteration of the Hellions led by Mr. Sinister and a chance for rehabilitation, with their first job to capture Grey Crow's ex-teammates in the Marauders who refused to come to the island. He took the job of handling a feral wild child on missions. During their first mission, he was captured along with Nanny and Orphan Maker, while the others were off battling the rest of the Marauders and the Goblin Queen. While being Is cut Nanny open... Nanny Orphan Maker? Yeah, so there are characters in uh, like Hellions. Just make, it's like a baby daddy kind of thing? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Nanny is kind of a weird character that I don't necessarily want to get into. Somewhat creepy, creepy maternal, murderous character. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm now I'm very intrigued. Please get into it. <laughs> read, read Hellions. Read Hellions. Yeah. Very good. Yes. It's very good. But well, um, read it. 
read it <laughs> read a comic book <laughs> what <laughs> but yes essentially not to i mean this is getting basically hellion spoilers for the rest of this this origin but <laughs> the the idea is that uh he has regenerative powers he has some um some level of machine um technopathy and um, yeah, he's being featured prominently in the X-Men stories, even more so than some other Native American X-Men that have not yet been auto-drafted. Um. <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like um, we, we really need to be a, a bit more uh, assertive at, at getting, getting um, the, the Native American delegation. Yeah, here, I'll give you Joaquin's number. You go be assertive with Joaquin. <laughs> I was thinking you go be assertive. <laughs> oh, oh, you want me to fall on the sword? Oh, okay. <laughs> or should I say the arrow? <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Yeah, that's right, Joaquin. Oh. He's a Marine. He, he, I can do that. <laughs> I, I, I just realized I have to find the approval rating for this. I think I think that I should be able to invoke uh, Manifest Destiny, and every time they make an auto-pick, I can just go in and take it from them, as as we have done for years, just oh. taking everything. Wow. wow. I love you, love it. That pick is too good. I take it. <laughs> that would be... I think you'd have to pay me $24 first um, before you did that. All right. So the approval rating but for this. Didn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> so the approval rating for John Gray Crow is uh, sixty-six. Sorry, no, sixty-four point three percent. Sixty-four point three percent. Sixty-four, sixty-six. Yeah, um, thirty-five point seven percent strongly approve. Uh, some twenty-eight point six percent strongly approve. I mean somewhat approve rather 21.4% somewhat disapprove and 14.3% strongly disapprove so there are a lot of people out there not liking gray crow for the native american delegation That's and um, and you I know mean, as as opposed to who though as right? opposed to who? <laughs> I, I mean it could i mean theoretically anyone though if if the native american delegation were were actually making their picks <laughs> but I mean, we we shall they, see we shall see yeah i i hope that they will at least give like some some options next time because well cause i have to say though their last pick venom was pretty tight yes yeah yeah that's that's what i'm saying like when when they actually like are engaging it's, it's yeah. good but i hope that they yeah, don't that have to me. like telling him to pick venom just say wow. <laughs> that venom pick is really good it is. Oh, thank you, yeah. girl. I was thank you. I mean, oh, I'll tell Joaquin. <laughs> that Venom, that Venom 200 issue is going to be insane. Yeah, that's going to be a lot We're of points, points. A lot of points in Venom 200. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> and I mean, so that brings Joaquin's us excited. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to the seventh pick of round seven, the white delegation. They already drafted. Yeah. They already drafted Superman. They also drafted Superman's son. Didn't they draft Superman with a small peen? 
Um, I don't think there was ever any confirmation of the of the small I, team. I think there was. I, I, and also, no doubt. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, the, the real question that I've always wondered is: Is Superman circumcised? Oh, definitely not. Nah, he's not. Because I, how, I don't know. The Kryptonians, the Kryptonians might, you know. He's also created by two Jewish men, so I mean, wouldn't that be the idea? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the Kryptonians, you know, the Kryptonians probably. Yeah, probably, probably space. <laughs> they're probably space Jewish. He, he could space be. Jewish. That, <laughs> I'm writing that shit on my like all after games. Space, space Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> it's on your resume. Like, like he, he got sent. He got sent to Earth, like shortly after he was born. So it's not like you. No, he wasn't like a new. He wasn't like a newborn. Like I think he, they How? spit him out and they're like, "You gotta go." <laughs> I, that's what I. That was the impression that I was under. Like maybe like shortly after birth, right? Or or I'm thinking uh, like within a couple months, maybe. Uh, I now like the idea. I now love the idea that Krypton is is being it's falling apart. It's caving in, and and his mother is running with a knife. Like we gotta snip him before we put him in the house. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> you can't send him off. You can't send them off into space with an uncircumcised being. Come on, <laughs> right? He's gonna be discovered. He's gonna be discovered by a family. You know. Right. They knew they knew he wasn't gonna be discovered by a Jewish family. They had to make sure that they and besides, under the, the light of the yellow sun, they'd never be able to circumcise him. <laughs> exactly. And, and 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 that's the question. I, I think the Kryptonians were worried that he was gonna get some sand or something caught in there and wanted to make sure that he was clean and ready to go. I that I agree. I that's why listen. The Kryptonian space Jews were, like, were, were very clear. Like, they were, they're not going to send their only son, the last son of Krypton, to like, to Earth. Not well, not well, you know, kept. I I agree. If, if someone on this call does not work space Jews into a backstory, I will be very upset. <laughs> Adam, I'll go right right now in the, in the thing. Adam, space juice. <laughs> go. <laughs> they drafted Supergirl, so I mean, Supergirl could have a bat mitzvah, right? Mm-hmm. I like it. But is she circumcised? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I know. He's not African, Tia. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you oh, never no. know. She's super girl. She could be like really endowed. Like her clitoris could be a little too big. You know what I'm saying? Might need oh. some circumcision. I, I mean, does the yellow mm -hmm. sun, oh, does oh, the yellow sun affect people that way? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, we found the boundary of this conversation. Uh, so we can, so uh, me and my nerd just said that you can pick Jonathan Kent. <laughs> yes, Jonathan We're Kent. We are back. We are back on Jonathan Kent. So, Jonathan Samuel John Kent, best known as Superboy, is a fictional character in the DC Comics universe. He is the firstborn son of the Kryptonian Superman Clark Kent and Lois Lane. He now fights crime alongside his, fart his partner, no, his father, and <laughs> his father and his partner, young Robin Damian Wayne, who he considers to be his best friend. 
He was created in July of 2015. That is Jonathan Kent, who is also at the, the moment he rapidly aged, rapidly aged up by uh, Jonathan Michael Bendis and sent to the future as part <laughs> of the <laughs> as part of the guard. Um, no, what is it called? The Legion of Superheroes. Um, yeah, I guess which disappeared for from from shelves after its first six issues. Yeah. What Legion? Uh, Legion. Yeah, Le- yeah, Legion. Legion took a weird hiatus. Hopefully, Bendis will be getting back to it. But I, we, uh, we, as I, as I say, when it's just me, uh, we chose Jonathan <laughs> Kent because I feel he'll be, he's definitely prominent in the future slate on DC. Yeah. And I'm hoping because I was really enjoying Legion. I'm hoping Legion comes back, even if it's unsolicited for April. So far, um, and, and I, the Super and Sons, that, Super Sons digital book is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. So he's right. still he's still in the, in that. He's definitely been featured in the Superman in the Superman solo books, um, mm-hmm. whether it's Action Comics or or Adventures of Superman. I can't remember which one, but uh, I, I think he he may have popped up in both. To be honest. So yeah, I felt that he was a good he was a good source of points, and uh, I, I I inherited a team that already had Superman, so I figured why not stay stay in the family. Give and him take, his... take from I have to give one, right. one or two picks where right. I'm not taking from other delegations. And you know it makes sense. Listen, that's a lot of points. It's a lot of points for you know for a legacy character, and like you said in the future slate, you know you see now you got me saying it in the future state. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the future state, he's the he's the main Superman, and he's friends with Yara Floor, and you got to think that they've got big plans for those two characters. What I haven't figured out yet is, um, you know, maybe this was should have been covered in the news story. Um, CW has their Clark and Superman, or sorry, Lois and Superman show that's supposed to be starting out. I mm-hmm. haven't figured out whether any of their sons is supposed to be Jonathan. Um, if he is, th- you may get some bonus points from him appearing there as well. Oh yeah, that, I feel that bonus points. There, there you go. <laughs> and that and that first uh, that first preview of that show looked great. Yeah. I'm in. I'm I'm into Taylor. Can't pronounce his last name as Super Ta- Tyler. Tyler <laughs> Hockner or something Hecklin. like that. Heckling. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, I'll admit I can't pronounce it, but I'm definitely into his Superman, and I'm, and that was another thought that I had was that hopefully one of the because I believe on that show he's gonna have two kids, right. so let's mm-hmm. hope they name one Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's, and weirdly enough, he's got two teenage kids, and I don't understand how, because according to like the Arrowverse, <laughs> according to like the Arrowverse, they just had a baby, so I don't know. Yeah. Timeline, yeah. timeline's not not quite making sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It'll it'll get solved with a few lines of dialogue, as most things are. <laughs> exactly. But um, what? Anyone else have any thoughts about Jonathan Kent? He can get it. Hey, he's like on the edge, kid. He can. So do you? I just. I just. Trying so to do you work it. as a teacher? Yeah, didn't you see that new show that came out? It was about me. Kia, Kia Letourneau over here. Our Kia. Yeah, I wish I could mold young minds. 
right, then if she's our, if she's our Kia, Jonathan's getting something I'm not sure he's gonna want. So uh, let's not, let's not go there. Well, he wants it, all right. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That this is we'll we'll table that discussion until later in later until in forever. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh any any final thoughts about about Superboy before we move on to uh considerably less uh, pedophile laden <laughs> like... I'm only saying what you told me to, Mike. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, nope, nope. Nobody nope. <laughs> so we are moving on. Oh wait, I forgot to read the approval rating for that. The approval rating for Jonathan Kent was 62.5%. Hmm. 37.5% strongly approve, 25% somewhat approve, 18.8% somewhat disapprove, and 18.8% strongly disapprove. And I don't understand who's out there strongly disapproving of Jonathan Kent. Staying white. That is weird. Must have <laughs> It was it was probably Gordy and he forgot that he didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm mad. I, I, no, I, 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 I will say that I definitely strongly approve all my own picks. But, uh, but I mean, I think about 60% is about the max approval rating I'm going to get for non-co-ops. <laughs> so I, I, feel, I feel pretty good about this. All right. I mean, yes. I mean, it, it's, it's higher than Trump's approval rating. You can say that. So. At least we don't have to worry about um, John Henry Irons getting snatched up because DC sucks at the black and brown characters getting any shine. So at least you don't have to worry about him being stolen from the, the, the black delegation. I mean, uh, you say that. One coming, <laughs> you say that, but there's, you, there may be one coming down the pike. I, I do pick third in the next round. That's right. That's right. We're we're gonna remember this conversation. We're gonna play it back. <laughs> play it back next week. <laughs> remember when he said exactly. So that brings us Whoa. to the <laughs> that brings us to the eighth pick of round seven, which is the Jewish delegation who selected Zatanna. Now, who here is a big fan of Zatanna? Me. Nice. So you're the okay. only one. So what are, you, what are your thoughts of uh, Zatanna and the Jewish delegation <clears throat> for the second year in a row? I mean, the second season in a row. Um, I think they're low-key obsessed. You know, I, I feel like she is somebody who um, a, a lot of people feel like there needs to be more of. Like, often when people are like... But there's um, not. Well, I'm saying that when, when people try to, like, align their, their ideal Justice League, usually she's one of the picks. And so I hope that she shows up often enough to bring them in points. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that is not the history of Zatanna. I, I think she's somewhat popular. I think she's fairly did, popular. Did she get any points last last season? She scored some she scored some points. She didn't score a bunch. <clears throat> but um but I also think that I yeah, I think that some as in 3. As in among the Jewish delegation, I think she was one of the top scorers. Um, so, so as in three, <laughs> at least she appeared at least three times. That's three in points the, in the entire season. But I'll, I'll go ahead and read from the wiki. Wiki wiki. <laughs> <laughs> 
with a name like Zatanna Zatara, becoming a professional stage musician, I mean, stage magician, almost seems like an unquestionable career choice. Of course, it doesn't hurt that the illusion she creates and the spells she weaves to dazzle the audience just so happen to be real. Intelligent, confident, self-assured, and able to manipulate reality itself with her vast magical abilities, Zatanna balances her time as a skilled stage I illusionist. Which should hang out. They are both on the Jewish delegation, with battling the dark arts alongside some of the most some of the world's greatest superheroes. By reciting spells backwards, she can invoke anything her imagination wills, and her inventiveness often allows her to find creative solutions to even the trickiest of problems. However, Zatanna is no stranger to the dangers of magic, having lost her father to the dark arts. Although, although this left her without a mentor and relatively inexperienced in the world of magic, it only furthered her resolve to stand against anyone seeking to use magic at the cost of others. But if Zatanna hopes to escape her father's fate, she'll have to quickly ma master her craft before facing down the world's most powerful mystics. You know, she's part of the Justice League Dark, um, which... Still doesn't have any black people in it, right? Um, Still, Andy. Justice Still League Dark. No, no, no blood wind. Do they only no. work at night? Is that why they're called Justice League Dark? Well, no, because they tamper with dark forces. Woo! But no dark but people. No <laughs> <laughs> Justice League Dark is like when there was like Baywatch Nights. Yes. <laughs> Wait, there's Baywatch Nights? <laughs> oh, yeah. A supernatural cop show starring David Hasselhoff that was in the Baywatch universe made no sense. Yeah. Mm, I love Hasselhoffing <laughs> people. Like, leave your computer open. I'm going to put a Hasselhoff picture right on your background. Nice. <laughs> That's what we did before Rick Rowling. Um, <laughs> so, Bernie yeah. Sanders. What are, what are, oh, right. Um, <laughs> any, anyone else have any strong thoughts about Satana? I think she's going to be a better source of points than we think, because I think that they're going to put those Justice League dark stories uh, mm -hmm. in the back, you know, as like a sub story in Justice yeah. League. That's right. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I think she's going to be popping up more than than we expected. You know, she what might even outscore, she might even outscore America Chavez. I don't know, but it's going to oh. be, uh, be close. Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Strays, <laughs> catching strays. I was like, was this gonna be a was this gonna be a Krakoa shot? No, Chavez. Wow. Listen, I get, I get to bask in the glory of helping that happen, and also don't take any of the blame for it because it's still Carlos's fault. So I'm okay with it. Well, you will not be surprised to see that this pick got a 100% approval rating, including 66.7% strongly approve and 33.3% somewhat approve. So, That's kudos. Two votes. Or three votes. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you how many how many votes there were. But yeah, how many votes were there? You have to tell us. No, I don't. It was fucking two. I'm like that. That sounds like three votes. Yeah, I feel like that needs to happen. As the co-host, I say yes. I want to know. Well, you can check on on Twitter on Twitter on the Racial Draft account. You can see. You too can see how many people voted in the poll. Um, okay, I'm looking. You just messed up. <laughs> 
I can definitely gonna, state when that. When I, I randomly throw out a that number. <laughs> and that brings us to the final pick in this round from the South Asian delegation. Shout out to Arjun. Uh, sorry. Wait, whoa. Didn't Arjun already go? No. The South Asian delegation, Slade oh. Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, was mm-hmm. drafted. Uh, really popular character. Um, you know, he's appeared in a number of incarnations across the different comic book movie and TV universes. He is a villain-ish. Um, he's had a solo book. He doesn't have one right now. He is one of the people well, who... The- He's one of the people who, who <laughs> tends to, uh, if not defeat Batman, but uh, you know stand pretty toe to toe with Batman. I'll go ahead and read his backstory. Deathstroke is the world's greatest assassin mercenary and is an enemy of the Teen Titans and the Justice League. Originally a soldier in the U.S. Army, he was part of an experimental super soldier project where he gained enhanced strength, agility, and intelligence. His vendetta against the Titans began when he swore vengeance for the death of his oldest son, Grant. His two other children would go on to become Titans members as Jericho and Ravager. Traditionally, his actions have been limited by a strong personal code of honor, although his motives become more villainous following the death of his wife, Adeline. Kane. Though his time, no, through this time, his only steady companion is his loyal manservant, Major Wintergreen. He has been a member of Checkmate, Hive, the Injustice League, the Secret Society of Supervision Villains, the Suicide Squad, the Titans, and Titans East. Deathstroke was created by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, first appearing in New Teen Titans in 1980. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've always found interesting about Deathstroke is I think his best two iterations came outside of comic books. I think Arrowverse Deathstroke mm-hmm. and Young and and Young Justice slash uh, Teen Titans Deathstroke, which in my head mm-hmm. is always the same character. Well, I, I think I, I think Teen Titans original Teen Titans Deathstroke was pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah, and and I teams. you know I I don't, I, I want and and also I I have a little bit of faith in the Zack Snyder Deathstroke that we're going to see. Oh, yeah, he is going to be in the Snyder Cut, right? He will. Mm-hmm. He will be. More bonus points for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Those are the I mean, grossest bonus points. I mean, he's going to be he's going to be he was featured in Titans, right? In <clears throat> season 2. Yeah. I don't know if if he's being brought back cuz I haven't been watching Titans. But um, well, Titans isn't back yet, so uh, I think he probably will end up being back there too. I mean, the, uh, Slade recently, I I read, you know, I I binge read his um titles and stuff like that, and the Christopher he, Priest book. Yeah, yeah, it is very good. Um, yeah, he, it is. He's uh, Deathstroke is is like kind of all over the place. Like he's you know not not really uh limited to any one uh. You know, he, he's been up against the Titans and he's been up against Batman, but that's not like the only place that you can expect to see him show up. Right. So that's why I feel like you can kind of have faith that he'll at least get a few like unexpected points here and there just because he, you know, he's such a popular character um, in, in terms of like the anti-hero villain type uh, archetype that he's not, you know, I, I wouldn't count him out at all. Right. I agree. That Christopher uh, Priest run even brought in Superman, so yeah. he could definitely pop up in lots of different places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he—I I can't 
I can't forget how he basically soloed the entire Justice League by himself um, in one of in while his run was concurring because uh, Christopher Priest just has that kind of clout. So yeah, I mean I like the character. I like the pick. I think especially where he is in round seven. You know, I think it was a strong pick by the South Asian delegation. Unfortunately, we didn't get a fan strongest casting. Pick of the round. What did you say? Strongest pick of the round. Wow, that's bold, Kia. So you're that, going. That sounds wrong. We all know she doesn't believe that after what she said about my pick. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> you have a special place in my heart, Gordy, because your birthday's tomorrow. And my birthday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Happy Happy birthday. Thank you. Four hours away to 39, which is a gross age to be. Damn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, since we, so since we have gotten to... of your 30th. <laughs> since we have gotten <laughs> yeah. to the end of the round, since we have gotten to the end of the round, I'll go ahead and ask people what they you know, feel like the strongest pick of the round was. Obviously, not picking your own pick. Um, I, I think yeah. that... Oh. I think that Blade, I think that Blade was the strongest pick of this round, personally. Yeah. My favorite. Um, Stop being on Martine's dick. Lord have mercy. <laughs> hey, he's over here, too. <laughs> and Carlos, too. <laughs> Two different time zones. <laughs> Damn. Um, but what about you, Kate? I thought we used pole instead of dick. I'm, I'm behind <laughs> on the vernacular here. <laughs> But um, yeah. So what about you? What about you, Kay? What was your? Was it still Deathstroke? Your favorite pick? It, it's still Deathstroke, but you know who who's second? Randy's pick. America Chavez. Yeah. My, no, my, I'm just my... lying. I'm lying totally. <laughs> Nobody ever says Randy's pick. <laughs> wow! Wow! God. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. It, it, only, it only stung like 65% of how much it normally would have stung. It's like her screaming not after a joke. It's You were ready for it. You knew it was coming. <laughs> well, what about you, Gordy? What was your, what was your favorite pick? Uh, I'm going to go with Ben Grimm. I just, okay. I love, I points-wise, I think it's going to be good. And I love the idea that one team put together an entire super team. It's mm-hmm. just really cool. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Martin? I agree with Gordy. I would go with Ben Grimm as well. Yeah. Same reasons or? Yeah, something? same exact reasons. I mean, because I, I mean, I knew what they were going for, and I was happy that they were able to achieve their goal of making the entire Fantastic Four East Asian. You made it possible. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I think that's why, like, and that's why I would go with Ben Grimm as my favorite for this round. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna get with uh, I think I'm gonna get with Eli about trying to get an illustration of the uh, of the East Asian Fantastic Four. Um, you know, try to get that out there. So if you follow us on on the socials, or if you um, you know if you are part of our Patreon. You'll get, you know, some of the exclusive art from. What's really going to change about the Fantastic Four? I mean, how are they really going to look? They're like, what called do you the Fantastic Four now. As they're, as they're, <laughs> like, uh, Mike, what do you expect him to draw? Uh, he, I'm sure you have some ideas. What, what, what do you mean? Like, I mean, like, what would make them Asian? Like, like, I, I mean, like, they, 
Wouldn't they just pretty much look the same? Mm. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, let him walk They're going to be it. like the regular Fantastic <laughs> Four, only, yeah. only they're going to be ancient and mysterious. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I mean, Reed Richards is already good at math. I don't know. <laughs> what what, what would you have in mind, Kia? No, don't I ask have Kia. Honestly, <laughs> but you should Kia. never ask me because I, I ain't scared. <laughs> Where is the mute button again? I'm sorry. They can't cancel me. I'm black and Jewish. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out whether there's a way to make the four like look like it's never mind. Like, this. <laughs> Ooh, no, no, say it, say it. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. No, no. You're gonna regret. Oh, all right. Well, we've made it through. We made it through all nine picks of the round, guys. Give yourselves a hand, um, Martine. Already gave his favorite pick. Um, Carlos, we didn't get your favorite pick of the round. Carlos, like, oh, that's right. I was like, oh, I have to participate also. Just an honor to be nominated. (laughs) No, uh, uh, my favorite pick of the round, being the Fantastic Four, I think because, guys, am I an influencer? Is that is that a thing? I think you are. are you sure Next time I record, I'll have like a bottle of like uh, vitamin water and talking about what facial cleansers I use. It's gonna be great. Whole new career oh, for we me. Bo- we both know you'll be pushing blue chew in days. That that'll be your that'll be your. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those commercials so much. And Randy, did we get your <laughs> favorite? Work for me. Did we get your favorite pick of the round? <laughs> um, my favorite pick, I would say, is. Your favorite pink? Did you say favorite pink? I, I would have to say I would have to try to uh, say Blade as well, just just because like they they, I don't know the the backstory is is you know the backstory is usually what sells it for me. Right. Which makes sense because you because you're always doing backstories. Um, <laughs> I love that the Marvel wiki right. Your backstories like... would be. Don't worry, Randy. Don't take that shit. Your backstories would be denied anyway. You know how Mike is. <laughs> I love that the Marvel wiki compete with your backstory. Like, he uses blades. <laughs> That's how he, his name his name is Blade because he uses them. <laughs> yeah, like if, if it was like Blade, Blade is known to use his trusty baseball bat. So it would be more mysterious. <laughs> exactly. You know, I can admit that while reading the backstory for Blade that Martine produced, I did not think from dusk till dawn at all. And oh. I've seen that movie a hundred times, and I didn't get the correlation. So no, I picked up. You on just it. thought you just thought strip clubs and Aztec temples was like a trope. Of <laughs> I was Latin like, American I was like, oh, vampires tales. and strip clubs. That's like, you know, I can be eighty years old and I'll know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> in my in my defense, I read it right after watching the horrible movie Gemini Man, so uh, my brain was sort of mush. I am. Yeah, I you're am, in that refractory period. I am sympathetic. Yeah. 
I am sympathetic to Gemini Man because I have never seen someone get beaten up by a motorcycle. Um, I did it. I am legend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen someone use a motorcycle as a weapon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've never seen Jet Li's The One? I have not seen Jet Li's The One. Pimp slapped with a motorcycle. What? Oh, so he stole that from Jet Li. Yeah. Ang Lee stole from Jet Li. Ang Lee. Ang Lee, Jet Li. Uh, Ang Lee's definitely directing the Fantastic Fur, though, right? <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Ang Lee's got Gemini Man and uh, the original Hulk movie. I feel like I feel like Kia will understand this with me that we have to pour one out for Clive Owen in that movie, who does not look hot anymore. It's a sad, sad day. Are yeah, we sure, or was he just were they just purposely not making him hot for this movie because he was in Will Smith's movie? There's no reason to purposely make him look like John Cusack. It's it's not good. <laughs> Maybe. I just, you know, you never know with the big-time actors. They might have, like, a clause in their contract. I must be the hottest person in this movie, you know? <laughs> That's only Vin Diesel counting how many punches he gets to land on the rock and when the Fury, when Fast and the Furious go to space. Exactly. Well, he already he already got the rock ejected from, from the franchise, you know, so... Like, I may have to, to fancast Vin Diesel in something now. I've got to work Vin Diesel and, and Gene Smart. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You're the white <laughs> delegation. You can't, you can't have Vin Diesel. <laughs> you cannot have Vin Diesel in the white delegation. We yeah, already established this. <laughs> I'm sorry, when, when, when did Vin Diesel become a big ass for the Maryland delegation? Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel exists across all delegations. He is firmly, he's firmly ensconced with the multiracial delegations. He is in the racially ambiguous class, which means multiracial delegation can use him for all their castings. You know, they're like, what is he? I don't know. He's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Next season, Wonder Woman, Vin Diesel. <laughs> But that are, I mean, since it's your first time, first time on the show, Gordy, do you want to use your, do you want to use your poll privileges? I am going to save that because I got the third pick and, and there is uh we've already made allusions to it. Uh, so there's good, a, there's a plan. Good man here. You being strategic about his poll. I like a man. I like when a man knows when He's and where to pull dance. out his poll. And he, he knows this is not the time to deploy the pole, and I can it's respect It's always him. the time to deploy the pole. <laughs> from, from, what I, from what I was led to believe before I came on, uh, I have collectively raised this credit score and shrunk the penis <laughs> of the podcast. So Listen, real talk, I got real bad credit, so I don't know where that's come from, but you know... <laughs> The level of privilege, Wait. the level of privilege on this podcast has has gone up several notches. <laughs> when, it, when, when it comes to good credit and large penises, I can definitely tell you that I have bad credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this was a great one, guys. Uh, I think we should probably wind it down. We've been, you know, bantering for quite a bit. Uh, 
let's we'll start with you, Gordy, giving us some final thoughts. Um, I, <laughs> I am I am I am happy to be here. I am happy to be a part of this. I think it is I think it is fun and I am trying not to make everyone evil, but uh we <laughs> We will see White Power Man Luke Cage's backstory soon, oh. and the, and that that pick will be justified. But uh, but yeah, it's I, already justified. And I will and I'll put this challenge out to the to the Native American delegation that you pick before and after me, and I will start claiming these auto picks. <laughs> what about you, Carlos? You've got some. I know you've got some deep thoughts for us. Honestly, like everyone is drafting so well. Um, I last season, like as you guys know, I binged season one in a week, and I was just like screaming, like "What are you doing?" <laughs> this time, uh, there. I mean, obviously, there are some auto picks going on, but for the most part, I'm crossing off a lot of names that I wanted, and and that's a good thing. Ultimately, it, it means that there's going to be more competition for second place when we're running away with first. <laughs> Carlos, isn't it nice that you know you don't have that much competition? Is it nice, Carlos? <laughs> is it nice? <laughs> yeah. I, I just imagine Kia with the with the iPad going, and I took that personally. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me come back. Don't make me I, come I back. I do think I think that this at this point in the draft, like it's it's gonna get real imaginative. Like I hope this so. is where I this is the Going into it, this is where I kind of expected Krakoa was going to go, like where we ran out of. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Martin? Final thoughts? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, it's just like I'm having fun. I'm enjoying people's picks for the most part. Uh, um. Shade. Well, I mean, like, it's hard to, like, it's hard to really, really approve of a pick when it's an auto draft, you know? Right. I got it. You know, yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying. I'm trying with the auto draft. <laughs> uh, but no, I think this is going to, I agree that this is when we're probably going to see some of those more unlikely characters. Um, and if you, what? <laughs> And then uh, if you like, if you've been drafting like pretty well, then these are the times when you're just like, yeah, fuck it, you know. Uh -huh. You could be, or you could not. Yeah, hypothetically, if you were say leading the Latinx delegation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is where you can get weird. Yeah, if you if you're scoring if you're scoring consistent Batman points, you know you you can you can probably punt on a couple picks. But <laughs> what well, about you, Randy? Well. Um, I'm going to try to familiarize myself more with the, the comic league points lineup, you know, draws up, uh, you know, get some, hopefully bring in some uh, strategic picks. What, a, I mean, just, you know, I'm saying about the draft overall, not about your strategy. Come on. <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying the, the, What's I, the I feel like I, I can, I can, I can respect a lot of the picks. I feel like they're, um, a lot of them that, that I had lined up that I had to cross off. And, you know, I, I am feeling the competition. I just put it that way. It's, it's very, um, you know, I feel like everybody's doing really great picks. And, and for the people who do backstories, they're like, you know, yeah, that's an interesting spin. You should on try it. Nah. 
I mean, we got what's his name? We got Emma Frost. We got we got Black Emma Frost. Got Krakoa. We did. We did. And we, yeah, we like yeah that. we got Black Koa. You know, there, we would have gotten Professor Xavier, but <laughs> somebody had to lean on my pole. <laughs> Uh, isn't it? You know, you gotta you gotta be careful when someone's leaning on your pole. It, 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 it's could, totally about these to get, get bent. These get show. bent Come out on. of shape. Yeah, <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm I am I am a little surprised at the talent that's still on the board. Honestly, um, yeah. There's some there's mm -hmm. some players, and yep. and we'll see we'll see what happens in the coming in the coming rounds, because because yeah, so there's some characters that went. Fairly early last season, they're mm -hmm. just sitting out there. Yeah, very curious to see whether things change in round eight. Um, as as far as other stuff, you know, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we're gonna get some some good picks from from the Native American delegation. Um, cause uh, those auto drafts, that auto draft list is getting getting pretty short. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm excited. Now that now that the Fantastic Four is off the board, I want to see what happens with the uh, East East Asian delegation, and of course the South Asian delegation. You know, coming on the heels of the Deathstroke, I want to see what's coming next from them. But mm -hmm. um, I'm looking forward to it. Round eight's going to be going to be strong. We're we're get. I mean, wow, like round eight that that's will be two thirds through through the draft. Kia, any 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 uh, final thoughts? Any summarizing thoughts before yeah. we bring it home? Yeah, possible or all things. Oh, oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry, Yoda. You don't you you don't get to end the podcast, Yoda. <laughs> I did it. I said it a different way. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> well, you as always, you can find us on uh, the various social medias. You can also find us on all the podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Breaker, um, just name wherever you, re you get your podcasts. We're there. Um, you can find us at Racial Draft Pod on Twitter, at Racial Draft on Facebook. You can find us at Racial.Draft on Instagram, where you can see the artistic um, renderings when um, Eli gets those together. And you can also see all the characters that we've picked. Um, we're about to be starting a YouTube channel where you'll be able to see clips of our show and maybe even see some of our smiling faces. And not, not mine. <laughs> I like how I like how when your image get, came he's up, scared, it was you. Scared. It was you side eyeing us. It's, it's <laughs> um, so yeah, look for big things in that front. Um, you know, as always, talk to us. We'll talk back. Um, you know, whether it's Not with good. whether it's with your mouth or with your fingers, you know, make your presence felt. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> how did you know my senior quote? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're here for your can feedback, I, is what I'm saying. Can I immediately <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, just you know, give us give us feedback. We'll 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 uh, we'll we'll we've been slacking a little bit on terms of reading feedback on the show, but we'll we'll get back into that. And um, you know, we're here. We're trying to grow our listener base. We're trying to attract new members of the community all the time. 
And, you know, we're here, we're trying to be as welcoming as possible. And as you know, this is supposed to be fun. And it's, it's fun for us. And hopefully it's fun for you. And hopefully it's a good listen. And if it's season. not, if there's things that we can, we can do to improve, we're looking, we're always looking to improve. So, so that end. I'm pretty perfect. Everyone but mm -hmm. Kia is looking to improve because <laughs> Kia is perfect. But, uh, you know, those of us who are not, we're, we're, we're trying to do our thing. It's 2021. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new presidential administration. Praise um, God. And, um, you know, there, we haven't signed any executive orders yet, but. You know, things things are going to change. Some some of the old old uh, old things are are being left left in the past. So on to that end, we're boldly going, boldly looking into the future, boldly looking to big things for the racial draft. And until next time, Kia. All things are possible. Ah! <laughs>